You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now let's get to the game because Sharon Moore takes over. Yeah. And it, things weren't going so well. I mean, Penn State was in for a battle, and, and they were bringing the pressure off the edge. Oh, yeah. Coach Moore, I'll give him that. The, the in-game adjustment, maybe we just go jumbo package. And, and for a, a former running back, fullback like yourself, mm-hmm. man, that, that's got to be music to your ears. Guys, how about we just run the ball? And we keep running the ball until they stop it. It almost went video game-esque. You threw the ball exactly – put it this way. I completed more passes than Michigan did. Well, the same amount of passes as Michigan did in that game. They didn't complete any because they didn't throw the ball because they ran the ball 35 straight times in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was just, to me, brilliant. Is that something that Coach Moore just sees and gets a feel for in the game, or is it after you start running – because like, I play video games. A lot of people watching this play video games. But mm-hmm. sometimes you got to think it can't be that easy. But is it really that easy sometimes of saying, hey, they can't stop our run game. How about we just keep running? Yeah, I think what you saw is that it got to that point where it was like, well, if they can't stop it, we'll just keep doing it. And we shorten this game. Uh, and defense is playing well enough. But you, you're right. I think. Uh, Penn State showed you why so many people really think this is a, a, a top-rate defense because they they made things really difficult on them early. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw JJ under pressure. You saw some uh, you know some runs that, that weren't product, productive, were negative runs, uh, and then you saw some guys coming off the edge, particularly on the right side, being able to make plays there. And you know they had to find a way to get their guys some help, and, and they did. And they were able to really they were able to make some runs, but. You just think about when you just decide, okay, we're going to run it and we're going to be tougher and more physical than you are. Uh, and then defensively, they, they take the ball away, come up with some big plays there and give the ball right back to your offense that is just pounding away. I mean, they did exactly what they needed to do uh, in that situation to, to come away with a win. And it's interesting now, right? So you look around, you, if you, you listen to, to some of the pundits around, around the country, uh, they looked at it and probably didn't watch the game, but just looked at the final score and saw that they didn't complete a pass uh, in the second half. And it's like, wow, well, this this Michigan offense is this, something's wrong with it. Why? How do you not throw? A, nah. How do you not throw a pass? Well, I mean, it, it, it's about game plan and game management. And uh, listen, Coach Moore has, has got his hands full, and I know he took a lot of grief uh, this week, you know, about the emotions that he showed. Uh, in the interview, uh, and I think it's one of those things for me, at least the way I looked at it was, you know, he's under a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of scrutiny on the road, uh, and his team comes through. And not only does his team, but his offensive line, that run game, he called the game the way it needed to be uh, down the stretch, and they came away with a victory. So, 
there's some people that's like, hey, well, that you can't win a championship that way. Well, you can't win a championship, you know, last week. That wasn't a time to win. Right, it. right. They're still putting themselves in position uh, to win a championship or at least be there in the discussion. And they've got another one this week. And if uh, Coach Morris – um, at the helm again, which he will be and call in plays, you know, I would suspect that they're going to try to do something similar. Will they throw it more? I'm sure they will mix things up, but they just did what they needed to do on the road in a hostile environment. Well, I'm always down when the coach does whatever it takes to win that game. Cause as you're right, we're not playing a championship game, but right here, right now, to me, that's the smarter coach. Mm-hmm. I know we game plan for this, but what if we just run that because how I saw it was they almost, once they got a double-digit lead, a two-score lead, they bled the clock. Let's just run out the second half. They're not moving the ball. They're not scoring. So even if we don't score, we're going to bleed six minutes, seven minutes off the clock, leaving them very little time. They're going to start to get more and more desperate, and they're going to start to do some crazy things. I've seen it before. Yeah, I, I saw it. Ironically enough, it was two times against Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was um, Wisconsin, I think, ran the ball 27 times against Michigan in the big house. And it was just like – and it was the same play just, mm-hmm. just over and over again. Also in 2017, the rain game in the big house, it was MSU played them, and it, it the rain was coming in sideways, and they basically – D'Antonio was like, yeah, we're just going to run the ball. we Michigan like, has six interceptions. Like, yeah, we're not even going to try. Yeah. For this, that's great coaching on, on Coach Morris' uh, part. Now, I will say this. Like, if he, if he was one of my boys, yeah, he probably would have been hit with a whole bunch of Cuba Gooding Jr., Jerry Maguire crying memes and stuff. Like, bruh, I was okay with the emotion. I, I was a little bit like, okay, it's kind of the old, old Herm Edwards thing. You, you can't have both. Okay, if you're going to thank God, you can't be dropping F-bombs in the whole thing. You got to pick one, man. You got to pick one. I'm quite sure your pastor wasn't proud of that moment. He understood, may not have been too proud of that moment. <laughs> well, he had to apologize. He came out, he said yeah. he had to apologize to some people. His mom yeah. being one. but i I, you know i try to put myself in uh his shoes and in in this situation and listen they they prepared all week as as if there was a a there was a option not an option but a chance that the jim harbaugh was not going to be on the sideline Um, but even though even still you're still on the road and hostile environment the biggest game uh of michigan's season uh, a lot, a lot on the line as far as you know what people believe this team can do because they say, "Hey, the schedule is what it is." But now they're playing their first big time opponent, and they're on the road. And what are they going to be able to do? So, you know, it's a new experience for him. I mean, this is much different than the first game he he uh, was the uh, coach for. Now, you know, he looks like he could be in this position for at least a couple of more weeks, depending upon what happens tomorrow. And uh, each one of these games, the, the, it continues to mount. And I think the other thing is this. Listen, uh, Jim Harbaugh is able to coach during the week, be in right. meetings, do all the things that he needs to do. A, I don't see it as a punishment. I mean, it's a punishment because you can't be there, mm-hmm. but you're doing everything. You're setting everybody up and, you know, you just – I guess it's frustrating as a coach because you always remain on the sideline, but yeah. Jim, you get to go and put your feet up 
sit in the hotel pool and watch the game on the big screen. It's, yeah. it's not a real punishment. We're like, you can't be in the building. You can't talk to anybody. Yeah. That hits hard. This is more of an inconvenience than a punishment, how I yeah, see it. Yeah, I think we were, we were looking in the studio. We were like, okay, is he going to be on the bus? Okay, how do you define venue? Can't be in the venue. So is the venue, where does the venue start? Does it start at the parking lot or does it start at the gate to the stadium? So we were like, I could envision, I could say, hey, I wouldn't, I could see Jim Harbaugh stop, stepping off the bus and congratulating each one of his teams, telling them good job, way to go, have a good game, and hop back on the bus and leave. I mean, we... They, see, I, I thought the same, like maybe, maybe he catches an Uber and as the game is ending... He then runs into the locker room and cheers and celebrates because technically the game is now over. Funny story that something very similar to that happened. Uh, Will Ghoston, he now plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got suspended. You may remember it was the it was the Michigan State Wisconsin game, the 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 Rocket game, the game that you know the ball bounced around, the refs had to take a look to see if it was yeah. a touchdown or not. He was suspended for that game. He was like, man, he was watching it in his student apartment and realized five minutes into the game it was close and said he, he's this six-foot-seven brother is running down the street as fast as he can because he wanted to be there. And as soon as the game ended, he comes up to the stadium all out of breath, but he ran into the locker room. So I kind of assume that Harbaugh is going to do the same, especially next week with the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling yeah. – I got a feeling his parking space is going to be open. And it's going to be a nice little police uh, barricade making sure he's got a clear path to the stadium just in case. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it's still – but I think the still they will probably got away with something. Uh, but I think it's very clear when they say can't be in the venue. So that's why we say, well, where does the venue start? But when the game is over, he can't be there for the game. Mm-hmm. Now, when the game is over – Game's over. You can be in the locker room. But, but it doesn't it doesn't say you can't be there for the game. It says you can't be at the venue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So let's, that's let's, the only, you know, who knows, man. I, I just think Esquire like, Griffith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's fun to to just speculate and see, you know, if, if he's not able to if he's not able to be on the sidelines with his team, just how far he can go to to be as close as they to the team as he wants to be.